The bell's already been rung. And they've heard it. about finally having everything you always wanted. Welcome to the DC Film Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, well, big fans of what DC Comics are doing on the biggest small screen, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight. Let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Squadcast. So, Tim, we've got some very... We continue the, the role of special guests on the show. So let's go ahead and get through our standard announcements so we can introduce our guests. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, uh, we're part of Squadcast Media. We'd encourage you to go check out some of the other shows in our network. Of course, uh, this show show DC Film Squadcast, but we also have uh, some other sister shows. We have DC Comics Squadcast, that's with Chris and Jordan. We have DC TV Squadcast, that's with Ray, and I guess you, Scott. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much right now. Yep. Fans Without Borders, that's with Brent and Ray. And then we have Marvel Squadcast, that's with Brent and Brock. And then, of course, we do have our Patreon over at patreon.com slash squadcastmedia, because we are a fan-supported network. We want to thank all of you who take the time and money to support us. We really appreciate it. really helps us, you know, it keeps, it keeps the lights on. And so so remember that it's that $5 a month tier that gets you access to all of that exclusive audio content and, and some video content as well. But uh, take the time to highlight that we have dropped our Squadcast Movies review of Electra from 2005. Um, getting some pretty good feedback on that one, too. That that it, I think the best way it's been described is you guys were fair. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's all I can ask. Yes. We were fair. <laughs> so. we, were, we were fair. We were definitely fair on that one. I think we were all a little bit surprised because that was one of these kind of films where uh, I think the um, the reputation of it is is you know at least uh, in terms of like how it's been reviewed it's been reviewed very poorly it was actually a little surprising to me it wasn't as bad as I was expecting so that's yep that, that pretty much so what can we say <laughs> that's our fair statement yep <laughs> yeah fair statement here we are being fair again oh yeah absolutely over at patreon.com slash media yeah and by the way we have one more film coming up Wildcast movies on patreon we have the next film is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Secret of the Ooze. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Come on. 2, yes. Have you watched it yet? Uh, um, I have it downloaded. I, oh, okay. I literally, I have, I have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles downloaded on my phone. For your rewatch. And I have promised that I'm going to rewatch the the original, which I was not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're poor taste, man. Poor taste. What can I say? Yeah, well, what can I say? What can I say? We can't get that one scheduled, though. That's the only problem. We haven't scheduled that one yet. No, so. I'd say, I think we're probably going to record it in about a week. So I haven't talked Sounds to the guys good. yet. Yeah, so. All right, yeah. So we got that one coming up, and then we get into a bunch of good movies and a lot of good ones oh, coming in after we, that. We got we got we got a we got a string. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be fun. All right, well let's get on with the guests because I am so excited to have these guys on. Uh, I just can't tell you like I I've been a big fan of what these guys have done for quite a while for years for years literally yeah. years and uh, and they do a they have a much more difficult job than we have. <laughs> so oh, that's yes. why I really want to find out like how these guys do it. So I want to introduce to you the moderators of DC Cinematic. We have Heaven or Heck, The Bat Skeptic, and Neofant87. Welcome to the show, guys. Pleasure to be here. Hello. <laughs> it's an amazing honor just to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, you guys, now, uh, when I say you're the moderators, can you first of all tell me, like, what is a moderator? A moderator is a glorified digital janitor for a virtual community. <laughs> <laughs> we put out all the fires, we tuck in all the toddlers, we take out the trash, 
and we send the trolls to a fiery death. Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that doesn't sound like a gender. That sounds like a mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a exactly right. No, I mean, I want I want to talk about just maybe in general the site. Like, you know, I've you know I've trolled different sites. Maybe not troll is the right word, but I mean, I, I've I've perused. Perused. Yeah. Trolled. No, I don't want to. I don't want to give the wrong. <laughs> know, right. If you're a troll, it'd have to ban you too. Yeah, I just got myself banned. No, I mean, I peruse. I've perused different sites. I remember superhero hype used to have a uh, a board that I used to go to kind of look at some things just kind of leading up to the DC films that were coming up and and you know s- some of them were okay but like and I was not like a big Reddit person like I didn't spend a lot of time going on Reddit but like uh, I think I remember seeing something pointing to it from Twitter and I went and checked it out and I'm like this site's actually pretty good <laughs> I was like really surprised because I mean to me I just felt like you know y- you get this typical thing you-, you hear Reddit you kind of think like oh you got all the dregs of you know the internet all posting here and and that's not at all what uh, I see on DC Cinematic so uh, maybe if I wonder if you guys can kind of tell me like what what's the origin uh, of the of the subreddit and like how did it get started you know were you there for that part of it M- maybe just give us a little bit of background I actually was not this was um, the subreddit precedes my involvement by a year or two okay uh, it was started by Aircycle who started it in response to well in anticipation of the cinematic universe that started with Man of Steel mm. and when it really took off was when BVS was announced at San Diego Comic Con but um, we cover all DC films past present and future but man of steel is what started it all and um air cycle created the subreddit because it was clear that wb was developing it developing this into a cinematic universe after it's all marvel did okay and so you kind of took the name or at least um at the time the name was just tailoring it after what marvel mm-hmm. was doing so just instead of marvel cinematic I'm, I'm really grateful i'm actually really grateful that um uh, air cycle chose a relatively generic but descriptive name mm-hmm. because that means we can cover dc films in all forms no matter what they decide to call themselves in the future yeah absolutely yeah that's fantastic so and so that was around 2013 somewhere in that time frame um tw- maybe like 2014 2015 okay it's been around for about six years and i've been on for five okay awesome skip how about you yeah i was gonna say skip what, what when what was your involvement um i did not i mean i've been involved in the sub since right before bvs but i didn't start moderating i think until right before wonder woman i think is when i started moderating okay uh, and the reason why I came to the community is because um, yeah, this is kind of like a legend in our community, but this guy, he like claimed that he saw Batman v Superman and it's like, oh, I saw it and like, here's all of these details. <laughs> and so it was like this just crazy story and like everyone was like reporting on it and it's like, oh, I got to check this out. And the origin of my name is because I didn't believe him. <laughs> and so that's where that comes from. That's awesome. Yeah, this was a violating NDA. Um, he actually brought a lot of traffic to the sub, but that's why we created DC leaks that's why leaks are not allowed anymore on dc cinematic so were you guys actually behind dcue leaks or is that a a solely independent group of people um actually we do we do moderate it uh one of my contemporaries from when i started moderating actually started it uh, okay so i was there for that um and i actually protested the name dcu leaks because <laughs> dcu eu it remains this weird placeholder uh name for the franchise for me so i don't think um there has been sufficient proof to i don't know make it official but we're stuck with it so yeah <laughs> you mean you, you didn't even take it the fact that they they called it that whole branch on hbo max when it launched like that that still wasn't oh no as far as i'm concerned some intern could have done that <laughs> 
That's not <laughs> oh. a branding effort. Oh, okay. Yeah. If there's one long-running criticism I have, Warner Brothers, it's the lack of, uh, I guess, coherent branding. Well, you're, you're not wrong with that. <laughs> you're but, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely not wrong. But I mean, it sounds like we've got two skeptics on, you know. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I mean, we, we agree with you. We, we kind of like, um, you know, we, we kind of embrace the whole idea of like DCEU. We just kind of felt like, well, clearly the studio never put it out. Like they never really fully embraced it. I mean, I think the closest thing we ever got was like uh, early on was like John Berg had called a DCEU, I think at one time. And they were like, oh, there it is. See, it's official now. And then there was like, uh, I, I guess at some of the um, uh, conventions, they were calling it like the worlds of DC. And we didn't see that as like official either. So like, well, we're just going to continue with it because that's what all the fans are calling it. So we just stayed with it. It was just by default, really. Yeah. Let's be yeah, honest. Definitely. If um, if we had to go into all the, uh, what is it, all the vices of WB up to this point, I would say <laughs> branding is a huge one. It yeah. really is. The little things matter. Yeah. So. Yes. Which is why I'm glad we're called DC Cinematic because whatever they decide to call themselves in the future, I think we're covered. You're yeah. covered. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Unless, it, unless they start putting out DC holograms, then we're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, then you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. And then so Neo, where where do you where do you fit into this big tapestry of of subreddit? Uh, so a long time ago, I was a uh, member of like other different social media groups where we would kind of like talk about uh, various aspects of DC cinematic universe back when BVS was just coming out, and I used to argue with people about the merits of the film on the IMDb boards way back in the day. But then <laughs> after that closed down, I was looking for a community to talk about the DC films without going straight into negativity or at hominem attacks against the uh, films or the directors in general so eventually I found DC Cinematic and I've been kind of part of the group ever since and I was even part of the uh, help uh, for the hype for the Justice League pre-release back in the day okay that's awesome yeah so I mean so okay we talked about how you guys are moderating and, and you specifically Neil you're, you're a moderator for Discord right which is a yeah. just a, a chat so is it is that the official chat group for DC Cinematic yes Um, I would say so yeah yeah, yeah definitely and it goes by DC Film uh, yeah we call it DC Films because films, um, okay. as far as we knew that was the last official branding that they actually embraced so. yeah yeah that's the only official one we ever heard it's also a nice generic description again yeah <laughs> right yes mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah I, I really have this vendetta against DCE I've noticed it's <laughs> it's... it rhymes it's it's an empty vowel it's like empty calories why is it in the middle of this just call it DCU yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, I disagree with you there I, I like I like the EU yeah. well you know it's worse though you know it's worse than you dcfu oh for so many reasons yeah well. <laughs> yeah so dc films universe but that, that's also problematic yeah yeah that one's got so. some issues i don't know I, mm-hmm. I you know i gotta tell you h i i've kind of i've kind of liked the dceu name now i i believe me i get it i remember when i first heard it because we didn't know where it came from oh you we we used to have arguments i'm not <laughs> sure if they're even i'm not sure if they're recorded or they not may not be, yeah. I, you know after these many years i can't remember what, what we actually said on air and off air but i remember these discussions yeah but it is what it is i mean i, I you know I'll tell you what if you if there's any one unifying term when it comes to you know the dc cinematic films on twitter it, and most social media it's it's dceu so i unfortunately h i think you lost that battle <laughs> <laughs> i think i my liking for it comes because comes from the fact that i'm a star wars fan too and expanded universe eu is like a big thing there 
Yeah. So I'm yeah. so uh, you're like my new best friend because <laughs> I read all of the like I read all of the EU novels into like the New Jedi Order. So bro, I'm I, reading. I've been reading New Jedi Order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. Oh no, we just <laughs> yeah, we yeah. just lost uh, these guys. No, no, we're not a Star Wars podcast. I <laughs> we'll I've, talk already about done, I've already done yeah. an episode like that on Patreon where I talked about introducing my seven year old to Star Wars. You can find it. It's called I'm a Jedi like my father before me. It's there. You can, you, if you want to hear me geek out about Star Wars, that's where it is. But oh, 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 skip, oh, skip. We, 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 we'll talk we about this later. We, yeah. we, we, we have connected on a, on a, on a new level. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think this is part of the secret sauce that lets all of us keep doing this for as long as we have. Uh, I mean, we're multi fandom. I think it's safe to assume. And uh, even though if we, have, if we prefer DC, we've been through many loves and losses. Yeah. And I think that's what helps us stay true to this cause. I guess. Oh, I mean, isn't that the truth? I can tell you when it comes to like fandom i mean maybe star wars fandom has some similar kind of experiences but there's been there's been no other fandom in recent time that has been tested other than you know dc fandom i mean the stuff that we've had to go through um these last several years has just been it's just been one hit after another and i mean for us we just kind of feel like okay it sounds like and it seems like it feels like maybe kind of things are kind of getting back on track again so you know we're always going to remain you know skeptical about it but you know for right now it kind of feels like you know the way it did back in 2015 2016 at least that's how kind of how we personally feel so it you know we're we're definitely enthused and excited about where things are going and that's a question i wanted to ask all three of you and, and feel free for all three of you to give your own personal reflections or impressions but i specifically want to know for you guys like post may 20th post the announcement and then all the news we just seem to be getting on a almost weekly basis especially leading up to dc fandom what has it been like on your Reddit for you personally as moderators, but then also what you've been seeing from your your posters or contributors or whatever the correct, like I said, I'm, I'm a noob when it comes to Reddit. <laughs> so I don't even know what you technically call, you know, the people on, on a Reddit board. I don't know. Users. Users. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of curious, what has been your personal enthusiasm or experience in the past several months? And then what have you seen from the users as well? Because we've we've been on record for like what's happened for us in the past three months so what's it been like for you guys um for me personally it's just been uh i guess um a nice decompression effect um and i don't have to i just it's just we've been holding our breaths for so long and it's kind of nice that everyone can now share in the knowledge that this film is coming um so it now i mean we've been defending this as a matter of fact not as uh, uh what is it uh a factional fandom thing. It simply is a matter of fact. Has been ever since November 2017. Um, and just being, just being able, just seeing people uh, living freely with this knowledge now, without it being some kind of pseudo con- conspiracy theory, depending on who you ask. Um, it's been really nice because once people know something is real, once the messaging is there, they can act comfortably. And I think the hardest part of this process has been the lack of transparency, um, all of these informational hurdles, um, the relative lack of coherent PR guiding this entire franchise suddenly it seems like there's order again like you said before um so people have been users have been responding positively to just the knowledge even if they don't want it at least they know it's not some snyder cult fantasy that they have to tolerate for the next how many years until it comes out (laughs) yeah um for me uh as far as my personal sort of fandom like we've kind of heard like prior to the announcement we knew that something was coming so like Kevin said we were kind of holding our breath kind of like waiting for it and so 
like now that it was announced we could finally feel free to kind of like give into like that excitement talk about it like be more visibly hyped about it right which has been really fun because um you know before then we kind of at least for me like i didn't want to like talk about it too much because um i don't know it felt a little weird to put too much of myself in talking about the snyder cut instead of just talking about the facts about right that it existed what it comprised of but after i can just say yo this is coming out this is going to be awesome so that was very <laughs> gratifying yeah but as far as the engagement on the, the subreddit itself there's been at least as far as i've noticed i think there's been higher traffic day to day post the announcement now it's kind of dipped a little bit especially like this week but um uh, like especially going off the announcements in the weeks after we were getting much more active users day to day and the announcement itself i think is the highest upvoted post on our subreddit of all time so oh, it's it? definitely okay. kind of kicked up activity that's awesome yeah i mean i think what we found you know we've been doing this for five years now uh this show we we always find summertime it just always slows down and so i kind of mm-hmm. expect you know i mean that happens across the board i mean if you just kind of think about people's personal life i mean you know we're all busy we're you know trying to get outside as much as possible and and we we tend to see you know the numbers just kind of go down and then right around like end of august um you know september we just kind of see them all start to come back so it's 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 kind of fun so yeah it's 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 an interesting time i mean we we've talked about this publicly as scott alluded to i mean when we we're looking at um you know the metrics of our show and and one real tangible thing that we can look at uh that's very and a very objective way of looking at it is like how many downloads do we have uh for our checkpoints in the film franchise and so the checkpoints are obviously when a film gets released you know people want to come in and you know uh and you know see what did we have to say about the film and and we could see like you know when we had our man of steel review and then you know batman v superman you know suicide squad just working our way up uh wonder woman i mean it was just like our show was just growing just leaps and bounds every single time like it was it was a metric for us to kind of see yeah this this enthusiastic fan base is just is there and and they want to see all this and they're excited and then once we had justice league it 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 dropped down but then like we saw a big drop off after justice league like there was just such a big um loss of enthusiasm from our fan base and 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 it's not like you know i know we talk a lot about snyder films here you know obviously those are the ones that you know that we've enjoyed probably the most um but we you know we talk about all the films it's not like it's not like all of our fan base was just snyder fans i mean we we you know we 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 talk about everything that's coming up and anything that the studio puts out when it comes to the film like we we try to be as excited as possible for it and uh and clearly there was a huge impact in the fan base so i'm kind of curious you know did you guys see anything tangible in in that time frame absolutely um actually for us it's more like um okay so reddit it's a it's an aggregate site Mm -hmm. a lot of people post um links to interesting photos fan art social media posts or you can also submit a text post and then there are comments under each kind of post that people contribute and um uh, the actual commenting public is actually pretty narrow compared to the amount of eyeballs Mm -hmm. that hit the page each day and um so the commenting public is a smaller group but you notice that way you kind of notice who's posting who's commenting and um after each massive blow we've taken which um you can count them um, (laughs) on your hands bvs's critical reception suicide squad um justice league you can see users fall off Mm. visibly um it's so you just because you're moderating these comments and you you get to know these names and suddenly people stop posting people stop visiting and of course new people come to replace them over time but there are some really really passionate fans yeah who didn't want to hurt anybody they just wanted to be fans with other fans and when you notice those use those users fall off then it really hits you because you right. realize we've lost something yeah as a community um these people really care just like we did except you know um the balance of their lives 
could not sustain uh, this rate of loss. Uh, so that's what I think about um, when I think of the tangible losses that we've observed here. Skep, do you have anything to add? Nothing to add necessarily about Reddit. I mean, I agree with you, but what I felt more was on Discord because on Discord, because you're able to chat, you're able to kind of get to know people beyond just their opinions on the movies and you're kind of able to understand them as people as well. And so that drop off from a lot of people, a lot of people after Justice League, they just kind of stop showing up. Hmm. And so that kind of hit me a little harder because it's like you knew those people more. Yeah. I mean, Scott, I mean, you've even mentioned we, we had we had people that, you know, we had close relationships with us, you know, over the years just listening to our show and, and very sincerely I said, look, guys, I, just very apologetically, look, I, I, I'm done. I, this That this film broke me, you know. And then Neo, how about you? Like what has been kind of like your own sort of personal journey? And then have you kind of like, did you ever lose the enthusiasm and has it come back? Like just what what has it been like for you? It's been a little bit tough because not only am I a fan of the DC films, but I've also kept up with the comics, the TV shows, the cartoons, the various related like media uh, stuff that goes with DC in general. So I still kept my enthusiasm up for those. But when it came to the films, I would maybe go see them a few times. But after Justice League, things kind of just slow down a bit. But once we got the announcement, the first thing I'm going to say is that a lot of my in real life friends actually texted to congratulate me because they had known that I had been like talking about it for years and how I've been hoping that the film uh, would eventually get released by WB or HBO Max or whatever. And honestly, things are really picking up. Like I've been a moderator of the Discord group for a a while now and things are getting more passionate. I see new people coming in every day. Everyone's just kind of like back in high spirits. It's funny though that there's a little bit of a divide between the uh, people I know who are fans of the films and the fans of the comic books because there's still a little bit of a kind of a like a gap in like excitement for (laughs) uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So there's, 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 there's been a bit of a bit of a back and forth but nevertheless everyone's kind of like gone excited again for what dc can do and i feel like for the last few weeks especially like with the talk of things coming up or what could be next and possible uh films that could come back to development there's uh there's a real sense that things have been kind of renewed there's like a rebirth almost of what the dc cinematic universe can be well and that was a question i wanted to ask all of you i mean obviously you know we can have a lot of conversation about zack snyder justice league because it's kind of let's be honest it's kind of had a stranglehold on the news cycle since may 20th but it's also not the only thing that we've been getting news about as far as dc on film goes i mean just for you guys personally what has what other projects that have that are I'm going to say official right now that have gotten you guys personally stoked and then I'm just kind of curious like like even the users who maybe aren't that excited about Zack Snyder's Justice League what are these other projects that you see generating traffic on the subreddit hmm. I guess um, the subreddit doesn't really like to project too far into the future so as far as tangible excitement for a concrete new project goes it would be definitely Wonder Woman 2 uh, Wonder Woman 1984 um, so so, but let's see. I would say Shazam 2 as well. That does have, but the thing is, the subreddit needs news to feed on. Right. Um, I do feel so when you when you moderate when you're when you're moderating DC Cinematic, you notice some people do take the the factional approach, uh, whether they're being accosted or not. Um, so there is this. Some people are um, full fledged Batflick stands to, um, and some are you know Battinson fans. And you get you get some people, some members of both groups 
groups that kind of throw shade at each other, you know, as if as if this is a zero sum game, which right. it is not. Right. Um, but uh, we do get a lot of Batflick appreciation on our subreddit because Ben is the latest live action Batman that we had. Yeah. And so he was he is an actual tangible fan favorite. Um, but we haven't seen a lot from Matt Reeves Batman project yet. Yeah. So understandably, what whatever we do get is, you know, maybe um, a, uh, maybe a remark here and there here or there from Colin Farrell or Matt Reeves. We don't have even like a proper suit reveal yet. Yeah. So we all we've only had these um, fan art renditions of the whole suit in regular lighting. Uh, so I have to say that um, the subreddit needs tangible material yeah. in order to um, actualize its excitement. Well, and that, to me, that tracks really well with um, what what we see from fan enthusiasm, and that's why. And when we talk about Zack Snyder, he he's he's always had a knack for this thing. He he knows how to just kind of like drop something out there and 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 get the conversation going and get people excited again. And like some of the when we get criticism about hey we talk about Zack Snyder too much I mean we're talking about what's driving news and you know as of right now I mean Zack Snyder is the one that's kind of driving some of the fan enthusiasm and news and um and you know we've made suggestions that like you know like a Matt Reeves or a Patty Jenkins you know they can do these simple little things and and drop these things out there to just kind of get people talking and get some of the excitement up and you know I, I think I think that's one thing Zack has been able to do is he's kind of demonstrating the power of you know of speaking to the fan base and getting them to basically do all the um, the marketing for you. Yeah, it's simply no coincidence that Zach's corner has the bones with the most meat on him, right. and everyone heads for, towards his corner. And Zach was not always this way. No, um, I remember when um, he gave the odd interview here and there. Um, he wasn't the most comfortable speaker mm-hmm. on the press and press circuit, but um, but you can tell that he's definitely evolved mm-hmm. over the course of this campaign. Uh, perhaps out of necessity, but also because he is finally connected with the fan base. Um, so and there's mutual recognition there. So this isn't Zach as he was before. I've been following Zach. I mean, I saw I saw 300 with school friends. I think I have a pretty pretty um, um, typical trajectory um, and relationship with his filmography. And I know that Zach has not been this active on any platform until the last few years. Yeah. And the game has changed. And I think in a way he's kind of spearheading this, even though I'm not sure what his position at WB is anymore. But he is the only one pulling this kind of way for DC. Yeah. And I do agree that um, other directors should follow suit. Um, I'm very happy what looking um, at Sandberg's Twitter account, David Sandberg and Kathy Ann. They're both outspoken. They're both young. They're both unafraid. Yeah. And I really hope for more like them in the future. Yeah. Sandberg has been fantastic for this kind of thing. Sandberg too. is entertaining as hell. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, that is just, that is like <laughs> pop me some popcorn yeah. and just sit back and watch the show. Yeah, absolutely. Need more of that. Definitely. As far as like engagement with other things, I definitely think that Matt Reeves' The Batman is probably generating a lot of talk, at least like in terms of the amount of posts about it. Like there's always like fan art discussion and all that sort of stuff around it because it is like an exciting new project with a lot of exciting people working on it. So I think a lot of people are gravitating towards that. And especially recently with the announcement of the Gotham Central show. I don't right. know if that's what it's officially called, but... It doesn't have an official title <laughs> at all, so don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Some refer to it as that. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, I think there's a lot of excitement to that because Matt Reeves is building his own like sort of Batman universe and that world is so rich and so and Batman is I think one of 
well, I don't want to say he's the most popular DC character, but he's one of them. He's, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he is, yeah. Sorry, Superman. Yeah. But, you know, he has such a passionate fan base even outside the other DC heroes. So yeah. that leads to a lot of discussion and a lot of interaction. Yeah. I'm sorry, you said that and all I could think of was the beginning of the Lego Batman movie. DC, the house the Batman built. What about a Superman? Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Yeah. I mean, in terms of sheer merchandising, Batman and Spider-Man are in their own weight class. So yeah. Yes, they are. To say they really are. He is. He is the most popular. You can tell by the toys strewn across my yeah. house right now. <laughs> yeah, we're all very excited about Matt Reeves' Batman. Yeah, yeah, and we are too. We are too. In fact, I mean, you talked about like the different camps of uh, you know Batfleck and and you know Battenson, Battenson, however you want to say it. I mean, we're we're definitely in both camps. I mean, I, I just want you know I, I'd be perfectly fine having both those guys doing Batman films at the same time if if we are ever so lucky. You know, we're we're just fans of the character and we're fans of both actors and you know so they're portraying such like different versions of the character like obviously like a batman in like year two is very different from a batman in year like 21 and so yeah and that's what i loved about you know the ben affleck's batman because it was such a broken and defeated and um you know it was like it it was such an interesting um take on batman that we just simply haven't seen you know i mean we've seen it in the comics we just haven't seen it in film and that that to me was just like so compelling and interesting to watch and then and then neo for you what what what's some other future projects that have got you personally excited or maybe you see popping up in the discord um well we still talk about the upcoming movies i think uh, shazam 2 and black adam are really well talked about and get a lot of discussion aquaman 2 of course the flash there's been a lot of like casting back and forth about who's going to be in it versus who is the director andrew uh andre muschetti going to be looking at for uh being in the film i've also excited for the upcoming solicitations in the dc comics there's going to be a batman three jokers comic book coming out soon and the covers were recently shown for it which all feature various stages of the joker throughout his history as well as the upcoming animated films including i think in a couple of months uh, superman man of tomorrow which is which which is like a completely brand new uh animated film that has like a a completely different style from what we've seen for the last few years with the dc animated universe right Mm -hmm. i'm very curious with that film because i actually just pre-ordered it because i always get the target steelbooks for all those animated films so i'm going to be very interested to see how much it really does feel like it takes a lot of cues from American Alien. So I'm going to be very interested to see how much of that plays out in the movie itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've kind of talked a little bit about some of the stuff we're kind of excited for. I, I want to maybe get back to, you know, the subreddit itself and just if you can explain to us, like, how do you kind of manage that site? You know, you talk about, you know, moderating. Like, does every single post have to go through you guys? Um, No, no. Um, Just um, hmm. I don't want to get too far into the mechanics of it. Okay. But um, it's, uh, I mean, we do browse the subreddit i guess every spare minute we can okay um it's you can do the most stuff on desktop but you can also moderate from your phone as well um i guess it's i'd like to talk about i guess maybe our approach to it our yeah. mindset i think that'll that'll get to Absolutely. get closer to what you'd like to know yeah um so it's a it's relatively simple for us because uh, our principles have not really changed over the last few years um i gotta say when i started listening to you guys on the Squadcast, um i felt we were reacting to the same environment uh, which was, um, I guess, there's a lot of um, a lot of opportunism out there with this uh, burgeoning cod- 
garbage industry of scoops and rumors. Um, and um, as Skep touched on violating NDA, um, misinformative leaks did shape our policy in a big way, which is why we have DCE leaks in the first place. Right. But uh, overall, we were kind of, as fans, we were kind of tired of fans being jerked around by hostile actors. Right. Uh, in the um, Whether they're accredited journalists or not, uh, people were taking these people seriously. And so we started internally ranking sources. Um, uh, I, I, I approached Skep about moderating uh, sometime after BVS uh, because he had a very strong critical mind. And he questioned me a few times on some of my calls. And I thought, yeah, this guy has a conscience. This guy has the concerns. This guy has the chops. Uh, and I'm really glad he said yes, because I wouldn't be able to do this without him. And um, so basically, we looked at the information uh, stream that fans were being fed. And we thought the least we can do is, you know, curate some of this stuff. Obviously, some of this is legit. Uh, trades are nigh gospel, even if they have uh, studio hands behind them. And um, it's uh, so we kind of we strive to create a sane space. Anyone who's been on DC Cinematic for a significant amount of time knows that it isn't really a safe space because you're probably going to run into somebody who hates what you love <laughs> and will tell you about that to your face. Yeah. But, it's um, called the Internet. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely. So there is a tolerance for um, dissent and opposition. Um, but generally, the meanness of fandom, I think maybe it's because we aged out of it. But um, we have a very low tolerance for that sort of condescending or predatory behavior. Uh, so we just kind of go by the golden rule. Um, we try to, uh, I guess, moderate in a way that does not constrain speech, but also does not allow trolls to get the biggest bang for their buck. You right. know, it just takes a few sharp, you know, pointed words to get a rise out of someone. And we really crack down on them. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me anyway, because it's like a whole different time thinking um, what it was like moderating back in 2015 uh, slash 2016. Oh, 2016 was a hell of a year. Uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> right. Um, but back then, there was more of a, I don't want to make this a, like a fanboy thing. It's, it isn't a fanboy thing. It's just the way it was. But there was more DC versus Marvel stuff where we would get trolls that were clearly from, you know, some sort of Marvel community. Um, but then as things went on with the, with the crash landing of BBS <laughs> critically and then Suicide Squad not so long after, that we then, we then started getting more, um, we went from being inter-fandom moderators to intra-fandom moderate. So there was a lot more, um, I guess, self-hate within the DC fan community. Uh, so that's definitely affected how we approach things. Um, so basically, we don't we don't stand for tribalism, mm -hmm. uh, zero-sum fandom. Uh, we want every... We, we stand for earnest fandom. So we try to moderate in a way that gives fans the space to breathe. And people see... Um, I guess it's not, it's not um, something people are used to seeing sometimes because some people wander in and wonder, why are these people talking about BVS as if it is not the worst movie ever made in the history of the universe. Uh, and there's, I, I, we see that bewilder, bewilderment every week, um, at least. And but I'm, I, I guess I felt stable, and I've just had a clear conscience because we can't, we can't do everything perfectly. But I really believe in what we do because I believe fans deserve a space to be fans without being accosted or belittled by others. And that includes um, whether you're a fan of this Batman or that Batman, this movie or that movie. Be what you're be about what you're about uh, love what you love so that's my driving motivation in all this yeah i mean for me personally I, that's that's one of the things that uh really impressed me with you know the, your subreddit it's it's um that really stands out like i i see all the time where i'll see a post and then i'll see 
be like, oh, it's been removed, and you you state the reasons why, and you point to the different. I think you point to the different rules, I believe, and and you really kind of pull these things out that are just gonna um, kind of pollute the waters a little bit, and and that to me is is so impressive, and that's why I uh, I, I just commend what you guys do, and and of course I would encourage you know all of our listeners to go check out you know your subreddit just because it's it's such a safe place for you know no matter what your uh, little pay- places in you know the range of DC films like there there's discussion there that includes everybody it is it's not tribal it reminds me of what Kevin Smith said at the launch of DC Universe it was what's your DC mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of with the more the multiverse concept that we right. that seems to be embraced corporately that we've been discussing in the past month or so I really feel like more people need to embrace the idea of well what's your favorite version you know yeah, it, absolutely. It, there there does not have to be this one definitive end-all be-all because it's it never has it never will be that way and to listen to you talk it's just you know you kind of, I, I want to you know the mutual admiration society here I just want to <laughs> pr- I want to commend you guys on really grasping on to a philosophy that we ourselves I mean I really feel like was the birth of our show was the there was no podcast doing that and so mm. we were like well let's just be that podcast right. and it sounds like you guys were like well we're not seeing this on the internet so let's be that place on the internet yeah let us herd the all herd all the cats right and, uh, yeah dot all the eyes um yeah it's a it's something um something that definitely informs my personal fandom is um i i mean all the I, you kind of see people bring up the best example of this like batman the animated series is the best batman show but then a lot of people use that and and bring that up at the expense of something else like brave and the bold or right. the batman right. i don't believe in that right because right. i love i love so many shows so many different versions and it's um i don't like the dark knight returns um <laughs> the comic book anyway i, I it's not my era i never really Stand got down, into Scott. it until james made that to a film <laughs> i hey i was going to respect <laughs> a man's opinion I, I no you don't have to jerk my chain no no but 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 you know what i do appreciate i i, I appreciated it as a film more than a book yeah um, so it's it's interesting because um, if you're if you're a person who's lived long enough and been around enough people um, who are different than you, I think you're you you naturally evolve and you develop an inclusive lens and you realize that part of the worldview you want to construct for yourself is one that can adapt to the change that is inherent to this world. You know, and that doesn't mean you can't have principles. That doesn't mean you have to be entirely um, fluid in your values, but you have to have the humility to accommodate others and dare to see what they see so you understand how i guess why they are doing what they do and why they love what they love and i think that kind of that kind of development is really the key to i don't just having people confident in their own fandom and just accepting themselves and each other so we can all just love all the things that we happen to love without quarrel you you basically said a lot of what i would say basically the main thing how i try to operate is i try to be impartial like obviously i have my own biases when it comes to the movies and um, their creators and so while it's not impossible for me to remove my bias I try to as much as possible and it's it's like a never long struggle to try to be perfect at it and it's not always easy but you sometimes even if there's something that you like oh this is like incorrect information oh this is like blatantly like wrong this is like I don't personally agree with that you kind of just have to like well I can't like police that because this person might believe it to be true right I might just be able to 
offer like some other information they can look at and maybe provide other people with context so that's basically what i try to do and in regards to like gatekeeping and other things like oh you're not a fan if you don't like x version of the character like that's just that's uh, pointless for me because like i think that's what i really like about what dc's doing recently at least in the past like few months it's just kind of like everyone's like a dc fan in some way and i think jim lee said this back in like february but like there shouldn't be like this divide between like dc comics fans dc movie fans like snyder fans it should just be like everyone is a dc fan in their own way they're gonna support what they like and so that's totally cool yeah absolutely you know you navigate a lot of the divide too exactly yeah it's it's always been i've always felt the ethos of a dc of dc comics in general is that every character has a valid and interesting interpretation whether they can be like child friendly like for example for batman for the brave and the bold there's that cartoon show there's also the dark knight returns batman you've got live action batmans you've got various uh elseworlds batmans in the comics for example and that's the cool thing about dc comics and the characters in general is that they're they have such a like larger than life personalities such great characteristics such intriguing personalities that you can put them in any sort of different situation you can have a batman who is like a, a bad a bad guy in right now in the dc comics death metal series and you've also got batman in various comics all around and various animated projects you've got batman ninja or <laughs> batman the like the dark knight films or the upcoming uh, robert pence and matt reeves films and I, th- I think it's just really cool that everyone can have their favorites but as long as we all kind of like agree that people can have their favorites but it doesn't necessarily mean that one version is more valid or more of a definitive version than the other i think that's the most important thing well i think it's the fact that we don't need to be offended when someone likes a version that we don't like or we don't need to be offended when someone doesn't like the version that we like it's like cool let's just celebrate the fact that there's a version that you like and there's a version that you like sweet we can we can go in our corners and you know i i think h something that you brought up is like, it's just empathy it's like i can see why you don't like i adore the dark knight returns i i read it almost once a year but i can i can stand back and go i can see why someone wouldn't like it that just that person just isn't me mm-hmm. and so but yet you you know tim joked but it's like that's a perfect example of ju- you saying that did not trigger me i just kind of went oh okay i get it i don't like it but i get it here i will say that um you, my appreciation for the dark knight returns um is it came from two places uh one was realizing that batman the animated series uh looked up to the dark knight returns as one of its seminal influences they have um a tribute episode called legends of the dark knight in, in volume four yes. yeah yeah and then they have um what they, they what is it they have um they have a segment dedicated to uh frank miller's batman the batman 66 it was dick spraying the dick, dick spraying, spraying yeah. art yes, yes. And, you know and then also you know bvs is obviously descended from the dark knight returns as well spiritually yeah. and dark knight rises just, as well. yeah just right. just those relationships are what bond all of my childhood and my present fandom together it's this um the interconnectivity of this over canon you know great dc artists often borrow from other great dc artists and yeah um that's kind of that's kind of what i guess i never i don't think i ever ever had a waking up moment from this but that's when i realized exclusive fandom is ridiculous yeah it absolutely is and and that's and we've talked about this before I, I, the reason we're doing this show right now is because we had something that spoke to us as children and that made us fall in love with these characters and you know for me it was reruns of the batman 66 show as, as ridiculous as that show is now when i 
look at it. It, it, it was one of these things that kind of like said, oh, these these comic books I had. Well, now I could actually see these characters on TV. And it was it, it's something that was a part of my childhood. And, and that love has stayed with me, you know, the rest of my life. And, you know, obviously I've got like certain flavors that I like with how, you know, these characters are portrayed. But uh, at the same time, I'm super happy that my kids get to see, you know, Teen Titans Go. And as wacky as that little show is, because they love that thing. And they've got a love for these characters now that is probably going to last them their lifetime. And that's why you can't you can't gatekeep. Same thing for me with like the the Tim Deeney verse. I mean, that I mean, pretty much you want to talk about, you know, people like to joke about how I'm like the DC wiki. Well, I'm going to tell you, it all got started because of that, because of that whole string of animated shows, because pretty much every character that I saw in that show, 75% of them was the first time I saw that character. Yep. Like that interpretation was the first time I even learned who that character was, was through Batman, Superman, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you know, all those shows, which is why I'm so glad that I, I think I've heard Scuttlebutt that they're finally releasing Superman the Animated Series on Blu-ray. And yeah. I'm like, yes! <laughs> mm, excellent. Yeah. Finally! Yes. You know, it's, it's it's like that, that's that love. But once again, it took those animated series that, you know, hit me when I was 10, but it taught me, but for me, it taught me what I needed to know to then grow into all the other things because then you learn, oh, that's a reference to that and that's an homage to that. And so you right. wanted to start, for me, because I don't have that exclusive fandom mindset, Abe goes, oh, I want to go check it out because I want to know what, ins- why did they, why did it inspire them? Like, what was it that generated such a love? And even if I don't love it, I can appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's something, um, uh, like I said, the, the Dark Knight Returns, I will have to reread it someday because, you know, you got to revisit books <laughs> once in a while to see if your perspective has changed. But something I, I'm deeply grateful for, to that book for is, uh, I guess, the radical notion that Batman could be an aging, mm-hmm. uh, crusty, you know, um, <laughs> on his way out vigilante. Right. And that's something I really find powerful about Batman's uh, almost antagonistic arc in uh, Batman v Superman, because Batman is not being presented as a paragon of virtue in this film. He is he is someone who struggles and has given in to some of his inner demons. And I think a redemption arc is also very instructive, as instructive as um, a sunlit superhero conquering uh, conquering evil in daylight. Right. Well, it's kind of like for me, like what John Byrne did with Superman post-crisis. I mean, I've kind of made it known that I'm, I I I love myself some John Byrne Superman going into like the Dan Jurgens like '90s era because that's that's the Superman I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You no know, Death and Return of Superman. If it was someone asked me, what's your Superman? That, you know, watching the Ruby Spears show that basically is the burn, you know, run on the comics and stuff, because there was a Superman that like his tape, his cape could get torn up, <laughs> you know, that yeah. he could, he could get beaten down, but he would get back up that he had both his parents like that. That was something that always like, I love that era because as far as I was concerned, I would watch older iterations go, well, why is Pa dead? <laughs> he, they're both supposed to be alive. Like that's, that's, that's. <laughs> That's the version I know is like they're they're both old and living in Kansas. You know, that was just kind of like what I grew up with. Yeah. And so I just but once again, I just love the fact that if you just open yourself up, you don't have to love it all. But it also means that there really can be something for everybody. Yeah. Well, not just that. You you might even be surprised at something you didn't think you would like. And suddenly it like kind of speaks to you in a certain way. And, you know, we got many examples of that. You know, you... Brave and the Bold was that way for me. Like I, I judge that. I judge the book by its cover and was like, oh, this is stupid. And then I read those Silver Age stories thanks to Grant Morrison's Black Case book. And then when I watched Brave and the Blood, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is brilliant. This is a Silver Age show. This yeah. is what the show is trying to do. Exactly. I yeah. get it now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I think uh, to me, in some ways, that's the last great DC animated series. <laughs> the production values are incredible. Really good, yeah. Uh-huh. I really like the color palette they use in it. Um, so real guys, before we move on to uh, talk about a few of the news items here, um, how, how big is your site right now? Like, I, I remember seeing, like, you talk about, oh, we've hit this many, you know, metahumans. Like, what, what are you at right now? I think recently we hit the uh, 200K mark. 200K. We are at 202,398 as of today. I love nice. specificity. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's I'm fantastic. looking at the thing right now. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. And that's like all-time users, or is, it, is yeah. there a way to kind of like tell who isn't really participating anymore? Is there any way of like parsing that out? Um, people people generally unsub when they leave, okay. when they don't intend to follow it anymore. But most people follow the subreddit just to be apprised of news. Okay. So like, so out of that number, that 202,000, is that, those are people that are subscribed? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, awesome. That's fantastic. The active number usually is um, a lot less. We don't usually get that many people who are active. The active number on like active weeks is usually like one to 2,000 people who are sure. like active. They're on the site. They're commenting. Yeah. I think the majority of the people who are subscribed just kind of like peruse through the news of the day and like then just go around, go about with their day. Yeah. They lurk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's the beauty of your site because I mean, you know, somebody could just jump right in real quick and see what the last few, you know, what, what what's what's topical for the day. And, and that's what's great about it. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, all of us that are doing this thing, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, YouTube shows or podcasts or, you know, what you guys do with your, um, you know, your subreddit, um, you know, we're providing a way for a variety of fans to come and, and get the information that they want or the entertainment that they want. All right. Well, let's uh, um, let's move on. We have a few news items I want to touch on real quick here. Very, very few. As the person who put them together this week, I'm yeah. like, ooh. And we're, we're going to preface this as, um, you know, there, there might be some added content at the very end of this episode depending on what's going to happen uh, the day after we record on this. So, but we'll go ahead and touch on these items and, uh, you know, future Tim and Scott and maybe others may show up <laughs> at the end of this episode. So Ooh, stay tuned. We may have some speed force time travel. It's been known to happen. Yep. So I think we'll talk about kind of what the, the biggest news we have, which is yesterday from when we're recording, we're recording on a Sunday. Uh, so yesterday, Saturday afternoon, the RT Aircut SS account on Twitter made an announcement that, uh, on Monday, that's going to be Monday, July 20th, that they were going to have a big hashtag event for release the air cut that by the time you're listening to this would have already occurred. So hopefully you've seen the re- you've seen the tweets, you've seen the, you know, the scuttlebutt online. The idea was that what they were hearing from, you know, a, from a people was that July 20th was going to be a day that AT&T, Warner Media, HBO Max was paying attention to what kind of traffic release the air cut can get. They made an analogy uh, that this was July 20th for the air cut was what November 17th, 2019 was for the Snyder cut. And so the idea was to get out there. They had a couple of hashtags, tag the, you know, prominent actors as in HBO Max, AT&T, WarnerMedia, and show your love for the air cut so that we could hopefully get that more likely streaming on the HBO Max platform. And there's two things specifically that they want you to do when you go ahead and tweet this out. There's two hashtags. There's Op Squad and then release the air cut. Uh, Op Squad is O-P-S-K 
WAD and then release the air cut. So specifically just two tags that um, that they're wanting you to, to go ahead and, and tweet out. And by the time you hear this episode, it, you can still tweet those tags out. So Right, because the idea was that it was to start at 8 a.m. where Whatever 8 a.m. is for you on July 20th, get started and don't let up till midnight wherever you are. There is no official, we're all starting at the same time across the world. It, 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 the idea was just for the event to be an ongoing show of support over the course of July 20th worldwide. So I have a question for you, H, since we have you guys here. Now, uh, how do you treat things like this on your site? Um, hmm, usually... That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we do have this. We do. We actually do have a high standard of proof um, for most things, which is what led up to our initial announcement, um, basically uh, confirming that the Snyder Cut existed in some form. Right. We that came out not so long after the actual film came out in 2017. So if we gather enough information to act on something, uh, if it's real, then we act on it. Mm-hmm. And if we do not gather enough information, um, then we might sit on it. It really depends. Right. Yeah. In in regard to something that's directly comparable to this we heard in advance that um, the november 17th event for justice league the, for the snyder cut of justice league we heard about that in advance and so we knew it was reputably we knew it was real and so we put something out there not necessarily like telling people like go do this you should go do this but just like letting people know that this day is important and if you want your voice to be heard if you care about this then make your voice heard right okay yeah and so we you know we kind of feel the exact same way as what you guys just said. I mean, and this is one where I th- I, I, th- I think we feel pretty strongly that, you know, you should make your voice heard on this one. Mm-hmm. Your word is good around here. Well, okay. Well, then the other, the, uh, the really the only other big piece of news was that the Boris Kit over at the Hollywood Reporter uh, exclusive that they have cast Adam Smasher for the Black Adam film. It is a young actor by the name of Noah Centineo. 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 Thank you. Uh, I will admit that when I saw the name my initial reaction was who and that was my reaction too <laughs> uh funny thing was that when i actually read the article i've seen him in something okay what was it i haven't seen uh him. i i i've watched to all the boys i've loved before okay it's a cute little teen rom-com on netflix i oh. enjoyed it and he's the he's the male lead in the movie okay so yeah that was very popular the week it came out it was very popular because it was based on a rather well-known set of ya novels and so i enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie of course i enjoy a good rom-com so what can i say (laughs) i think there was some blowback on this casting simply because he's an actor who's done a couple he also was in uh trying to remember what the name of the other netflix film was oh sierra burgess is a loser so he's been doing a lot of netflix projects and i think there was basically just some bias to the fact that basically who's he well he's he's a he's an up-and-comer so they cast him in the movie who was gal gadot Mm -hmm. you know same thing i mean just like it, it, it people just need to relax when it comes to this kind of stuff i mean you know everybody's gonna have to have like you know a start to kind of like get known in the fandom and you know this is no exception so in some ways i really do prefer relative unknowns because that kind of helps my immersion when i meet a new character absolutely we've talked about that before too like sometimes there's been some people that have been cast that i just can't not see them and that's that's been problematic i was i was specifically worried about that with ben affleck Uh, i mean Uh, i I was always kind of excited about ben affleck but like i was worried that i was just gonna see ben affleck and he transformed himself really 
really well. If I recall, there was there was internal skepticism as well. I think maybe Debbie Snyder wasn't sold on it at first, okay. maybe, and then she saw him with the hair with the hair piece, yeah. and then yeah. Oh, that was such a good call. That hair piece was a fantastic call. Yes, yeah, that really made a big difference. Honestly, it looks just like the animated series. <laughs> yeah, it does. The little left side smirk. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Everyone uses that as like, oh, he's just like the comics. Everyone repeats that image. Yeah, the same one is all the time. Yeah, I'm actually I'm pretty excited about Black Adam because um I've always one of my I guess um this is something I guess I only shared on Discord before but one of my dream projects was uh an Elseworlds JSA movie with mm-hmm. a Watchmen like opening. Yeah. I thought that would be incredible if they ever decided to go that route. But um I'll take the JSA in any form I can get. Yeah. I feel like this and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this casting is the first official confirmation of the JS like we've heard those JSA rumors yeah, for a while. For a while with the Black Adam movie and I feel like this casting is like the first concrete oh wow we have a JSA member in the movie like this like this moves beyond rumor to oh it's official now yeah JSA people are going to be in this movie I mean am I am I wrong for saying that no as far as I know I don't think there's been any confirmation from trades only from like bloggers and scoopers who are not like officially part of trades they've kind of hinted at the fact that Justice Society is going to be in the Black Adam movie and I'm, I'm happy it's true Justice Society is awesome yeah absolutely and the thing is like I mean we talk about like well you know you know why couldn't we just throw this into the so-called DCEU right I mean but here's the deal they're never going to get any kind of major treatment in in Zack Snyder's universe right so like so why not let you know Dwayne Johnson and and all the people that are putting together that film like have a little universe that they can play in and that's like a perfect breaking point as far as I'm concerned and it kind of follows the Warner Brothers playbook of you saw the JSA in Legends of Tomorrow you got the JSA right now in Stargirl like they've kind of like this seems like still like old school Warner Brothers pictures where it's like we test the waters out in TV and then we bring them into the movies yep. you get that familiarity you need to have that you know that baseline out there so that people kind of know you know oh these are characters that I've seen before I want to see them again it always kind of makes sense to me well, yeah, I'm very excited for the uh, Shazam miniverse that yeah. they have going on Shazam mm-hmm. 2 might be my most anticipated um, confirmed project mm. beyond uh, Wonder Woman 1984 Mm. What's interesting about Noah Centennio is I think he was one of the people who is rumored to be Batman before Robert Pattinson was cast. Like in between the time Ben Affleck left and Robert Pattinson was cast, yeah. someone put Noah Centennial out there because that's the only reason why I know that name. Okay. Hmm. You don't watch rom-com, Skip? I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Not my type of movie. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. Isn't that a poster back there and behind you? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to the people. I know. I know. They can't see it. It's fine. Yes, yeah, right. I just wanted to add that uh if there's any comic that uh the movie black adam is going to take uh pieces of the story from there is a great one in the jsa comic book that features the adam smasher in a central role so i'm really excited to know that he's been confirmed for the film because if it kind of gets an idea of where the story goes for black adam then i'm really excited to see that hopefully play out in live action because he is a really interesting and integral character to the black adam story and and to be honest the last thing um not really much to it but there was a i'm not sure if you guys were aware or if it was something that interests you but were did you know that 
that um, Audible was releasing sort of a audio drama adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman this week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, any, was there any, personally for you guys, was there any anticipation or excitement about this? Like, or was this just not something that's like, is this not your wheelhouse? Um, I, I, I've tried to get into audiobooks for the past two years, um, but this does seem kind of new to me because it sounds like almost a theatrical production. If you listen to it, just the production values are through the roof. So I might actually check this out, even though I'm not really an audiobook listener. And I started rereading the comics uh, just to kind of get back into uh, the Sandman universe. Yeah, so did Scott. Scott read them for the first time. Read them for the first time. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I, it's one of those <laughs> It's one of those private shames because I love Neil Gaiman's novels. I, I've read American Gods and you know Trigger and short stories like Trigger Warning and, and all that. Like I love Neil Gaiman as an author, but I'd never read his comics. And then, uh, I mean, this audio drama adapts issues one through 20. So it gave me a nice little clean read the first three trade paperbacks or for me read my one apps you know, volume one of the absolute edition that I have and it gave you everything uh, I'm, I'm over halfway do- I'm over halfway done listening to it and I, and what I would akin it to is if you if you've listened to old radio dramas like the shadow or stuff like that give modern day production quality and that's what you get with actors like James McVoy and Kat Dennings and Michael Sheen and like it's an incredible cast like I just hit the I just hit the story with BB Newworth as like the two veiled sisters at the house in Florida. You know, like not to give any spoilers for anyone who hasn't read a comic book 31 years old, but I'm loving it. And it's, and it is as faithful. I mean, if you've read the comic and then you listen to this, it, it, you're, it's like you're getting the same thing over again, just brought to life. Is it beat for beat? It's beat for beat. Like, like even the audio drama is broken up into 20 chapters and each chapter is an issue. So they're okay. adapting each issue individually as a chapter or an episode of a long form radio show. Hmm. Yeah, actually one of my one of my barriers uh, with audiobooks is I guess I really like the inner imagining of the uh, vistas and the voices. So it's really hard to divorce myself from that experience. But I do like radio dramas. So when I heard the trailer for this, uh, it sounded surprisingly theatrical and I was immediately intrigued. Yeah. And I'm really glad you're reading it, Scott, because Sandman is easily one of the mo- one of the most literary DC series out there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's chef kiss. I just yes. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't read it since it first came out, so it's something I need to go back and dive into again because I I don't remember a whole lot from it honestly. I just wanted to like add, Scott. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I actually haven't read The Sandman, so uh, I I've been meaning to for years because my sister, she's my older sister. She's not like a comic book person at all, but she's like read The Sandman and she says like she said like this is like really really good. You're into it. You should read it. And like I I just never gone into it. I've just been kind of daunted by it because it's just like massive but i should make it happen i'll tell you this if you have comiXology unlimited you can you can borrow the first three trades which covers everything that the audio drama adapts so if, if, you, if you're more of a digital comics person you can get the first 20 issues free on comiXology unlimited and just do what i did and just like i, I just burned through it because it was like can't it was like literary candy for me yeah. so now we, we brought this up because you know we've heard this news before that Netflix is finally doing a a television adaptation of Sandman. And so Entertainment Weekly was asking Mr. Gaiman about, well, this audio drama is like a beat for beat, like fateful as you can get adaptation of his Sandman run. So what's the show like? And this is the quote that Gaiman gave in, in Entertainment Weekly. He said, with the TV show adaptation with Netflix, we're 
we're getting to play in a slightly different way. With the Netflix, the idea is very much, okay, let's say it's 2020 and we're starting a Sandman story. How do we do it? It's wonderful getting to use and reuse characters from the original. And if you are a Sandman fan, then there are going to be amazing things waiting for you. Some of them will be things you know and love. And some of them will be things you're not expecting at all. It's a different way of telling it. And then he talked about whereas the audio drama uh, was just like, like I said, that beat for beat adaptation. So what do you guys think about Gaiman's comments for the Netflix show? It sounds very much to me at least like Watchmen 2019 the HBO show right. compared to the graphic novel like that's the same vibe I'm getting you like what if we took like the Watchmen story and put it in modern times and we um, have there's some like references to like Watchmen fans that like Watchmen fans really get a kick out of but it is telling its own story so much fertile ground there isn't there yeah, yeah. there's just um, so much more narrative space with the television series um, you know I cover we covered DC films but my personal passion lately really is premium television and uh, a sand man tv series has been my wish throughout the past few years when we've been hearing about um jgl's uh, film adaptation i wish him the best i love him as an actor but i didn't think film was the optimal medium to adapt the sandman so i'm really glad we're getting a series at all gayman would agree with you by the way he throws a little shade at the idea of movies in the uh, in the <laughs> article i won't read it but uh, yeah you, you are simpatico with mr gayman himself <laughs> yeah yeah it's really it's really fascinating because the sandman universe even though vertigo has been kind of closed down as a label within DC Comics the Sandman universe is still continuing as a line of comics so I've been keeping up with all of them and there's one called the Sandman the Dreaming which just recently ended a 20 issue mega epic story which I thought was fantastic and kind of continues on from the story of the Sandman so there's always going to be a continual story continual story being released in that universe and it's going to be awesome to see kind of like a modern version of the Sandman on live action I got the sense from Gaiman's comics what came to my mind like uh, Skep you mentioned why I thought about The Boys and how that adaptation takes some beats from the comic, but as someone who has read every issue of The Boys, the show is free to, the, the show feels free to kind of do, like, do its own thing and, and make drastic tangents from where the comic went while maintaining that spirit of, I'm watching a boy's story. I just am not getting a beat-for-beat adaptation of Garth Ennis's book. And so, Gaiman's comic it's made me feel like maybe that's kind of what they're doing with Sandman, which is, well, if I'm telling Sandman now, I can use my characters, I can maybe use some of my beats, but we're going to do something different. Hmm. I actually did watch The Boys um, after months of being repelled by the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, I, when I watched the pilot, I couldn't help but think, wow, this is like everything people accuse Zack Snyder of being. <laughs> so cynical, so violent. But then I did, I did watch a few more episodes um, after just hearing more about the show, and I did come to really enjoy it. It just felt uh, irreverent and free to be whatever it was. I'm not sure how it compares to the comics. Um, it's actually toned down from the comics. Yeah, I'll comics tell you. Are That's what I heard. <laughs> I <know>. yeah, <laughs> Ennis is a brutal, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yes, yes. So as I know where it's coming from. I just never read that particular series. But um, when I look at the boys, I kind of see uh, free real estate that other creators haven't really, really taken advantage of yeah. in the superhero space. So I do hope for some more like it. Not all. It's not always my cup of tea, but uh, it's certainly a step forward for the superhero space. Well, and that's why we want it all because like it may not be your cup of tea, but it's somebody's cup of 
of tea and, you know, keep throwing us as much out there as we can in terms of a, a variety of content. And, you know, everyone's going to find something that they're going to like. Well, and that's the beauty is that it used to be the case where we almost felt like we had to watch whatever they gave us because it was the only thing that we were getting. Now we're getting so much, you, you, you get to be discerning of, I don't like that, so I don't have to watch it because it's not the only thing they're giving me. Right. And I love that freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of great discussion, guys. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and call this one to a close for tonight. And I tell you what, it's been a ton of fun having you guys on. I'm so glad you guys were all able to make it uh, on short notice, by the way. <laughs> so because um, we when we originally kind of talked about it, I'm like, well, it might be a couple months out. And then I started kind of looking at things. And with Scott's, uh, uh, you know, pending, busy life ramping back up. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's get this thing in right now. <laughs> I, wait a minute. Don't you take credit. I was the one who said, let's make them next week. Like, that that was me, okay? Mm, I, 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 I'll go back and check the text messages. <laughs> mm, okay. There was no text messages. We, we t- I know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> this is what it's like working with this guy for five years. I, I don't know. Sure. There's three of you. I just have to deal with one joker. I don't know what is it when you got to deal with three jokers. I, I don't know what that's like. I don't know. It sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and call this one to a close guys thanks a lot uh thanks for joining us again can you just tell us one more time where everyone can find you and just kind of plug your stuff oh yeah um i do have a shout out or two yeah. um i just want to thank our users and uh, keep loving what you love and shout out to everyone who has uh served or contributed to the subreddit over the years past present and hopefully future uh couldn't be here wouldn't be here uh without all of you and uh if you want to join the fray on dc cinematic uh it's dc underscore cinematic you could probably just go pop that into google and find it it's a subreddit and we cover the news and discussion of DC films past, present, and future. And you can, if you want to chat with us, you can join us on the Discord server. The link is discord.gg slash dcfilms. There's also a link to the Discord page on the subreddit. And then H, where can they find, where can they, if, let's say if they want to get to know, getting to know you, where can they, <laughs> where can they find you? Well, I have the same obnoxious username on Twitter and Reddit. That's <laughs> heaven underscore or underscore heck. Uh, if, if you want to bother looking me up. Uh, I don't really tweet very often, but um, I, I guess I will respond <laughs> if someone bothers me there. Well, you're going to be tagged in this episode, uh, so have fun. Be oh prepared. Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a fan, so I'd, I'd, welcome, I'd welcome your crew, your community. Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Reddit. Yeah, I, I'm pretty reachable. I just don't like putting myself out there too often. <laughs> right. You're a smart man. But too late now. <laughs> we're also pretty active on the discord so that's probably like the best way if you wanted to talk to us for whatever reason you'd want to do that well because you're cool guys hopefully with good intentions (laughs) yeah How about you, Skip? Oh, yeah. Um, Discord's probably the best way to reach me, but I'm relatively active on Twitter. I mostly just like things, but my at is just at the bat skeptic um, on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me there. And it's the same handle on Reddit. So, uh, In addition to Reddit and the Discord server under the username Neofans87, I also have my own little podcast. It's called the CBM Voice Chat. You can find it on YouTube under the channel name All Stars colon Comics and Movies. We update very irregularly, but I usually bring in users and co-hosts from other members of the discord and we just chat about the newest in dc news how we feel about films and just kind of what's on our mind right now so we can have like interesting long-form discussions about various comic book properties as well as like upcoming movies and our most recent episode actually was about the celebration of the announcement of the snyder cut slash Zack snyder's justice league awesome well cool um well that's it again thanks thanks again guys uh this like i said this has been a pleasure i like i said i couldn't be happier that i get all you on here so and, and give you guys a chance to kind 
kind of kind of plug your site, which is again is awesome. I highly recommend going to check it out. It's just a great forum. It's a great place where people can go and just hear all kinds of news. And like I said, it's it's a it's a lot of fun to uh, peruse through your site, guys. You can find us uh, on Twitter at DC Film Squadcast. On Twitter, you can find me at Alan Fire. You can find me on Twitter at Scott DC Twenty Seven. And of course, you can always email the show at DC Film Squadcast at gmail.com. We do love interacting with you, so please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're also on Vero, Facebook, and you can find our entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. And don't forget, we are a fan-supported network, and you can go over and support us at patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. Remember, we're getting time to watch Secret of the Ooze. You gotta be there for it. Come on, join us. It's gonna be fun. For the patrons. (laughs) For the patrons. (laughs) That's right. So that's gonna be it for this week, and to all of our listeners, go out or stay home, you know, and keep reading DC. Bye, guys. See you guys. stand for Dark Knight Return slander in this house. I mean, it is my show after all. I'm just saying. You know, I actually have to say, uh, Scott, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually a little bit with H on this one. Oh, stop it. No. I like Dark Knight Returns. I don't I, it's I don't love it. It's not like my favorite book of all time. We've I've agreed to um, with Neo secretly to sentence H to 300 cycles of somatic reconditioning. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> yeah. You bastards. <laughs> I will say this. We don't do, you know, reconditioning on this show. We, we have a, a much more direct and immediate method. Exactly. And because we don't have Reddit rules, this is for you. Goodbye. Remember, we are a fan-supported network, and you can always be able to... Remember, we're... (laughs) How much are you drinking tonight? (laughs) Nothing. I'm actually sober tonight.